Welcome to Sense and Nonsense A to Z, where we pick topics based off of the letter of the day. Today is episode five of season three, featuring the letter E. We're family and we're your hosts, A, T, and Z. So let's get started. Hey there, Zeke. Ehunan. I'm not going to try. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy one. Ehunan. Ehunan. You got it. And it's Bosque. It's either a good day or a hello during the day kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So how was your birthday? It was good. Oh, good. It was good. But I'm going to give you two caveats. Oh, boy. And they both have to do with my parents. (laughs) So my mother comes downstairs in the morning and she sings happy birthday to me. Okay. Now, I have two pronunciations of my name, actually three that I go by. The Greek pronunciation from my dad's side of the family, the sort of Greek pronunciation from my mom's side of the family, and then the American version. Right. 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 My mother sings me happy birthday and proceeds to butcher my name. (laughs) She doesn't say it the Greek way. (laughs) She doesn't say it the sort of Greek way, and she right. doesn't say it the American way. She right. amalgams this together and butchered it. Fantastic. Isn't that great? Fantastic. My mother has yeah. been calling me my name. Your whole life. My whole life. Yeah. Over four decades. And then she says, well, I don't know what you want to be called. Oh, are you serious? This is how you're justifying this to me? <laughs> yeah. When I say to you, what was that? <laughs> She should resort to Z at this point, you know? It's ridiculous. Oh, so man. then my dad texts me a cake and okay. and, and, and a, a smooch. And he says, I'll call you later. Fine. Which is kind of par for his course. Sure. He doesn't call me until 12 to 10 at night. <laughs> because he says he got he was working and he fell asleep because oh, he, he he's asleep. got a cold. He doesn't feel well. Oh, Now, my dad works as a personal trainer. Right. So he's in the gym all day. He's got a plethora of downtime. Right. And for people who don't know, this is my brother. Yes. Yes. Your eldest brother. My eldest brother. And he has his phone on him every second of the day. Oh, yeah. Whenever you see him, he's looking at his phone. He's got his phone. Yes. We talked for like three minutes because I I was a little bit annoyed. I was in the middle of doing something. I'm surprised he didn't call you the day after. (laughs) Well, he told me he he was going to call me this weekend. All right. So this is par for the course. My dear listener, please don't think I'm just picking on my parents. (laughs) This is pretty regular, this kind of thing. And it typically happens whenever there is an event, a holiday. Yes. And especially if it's centered around me. So my birthday, my graduation, this is why nobody was invited to my wedding. Cause I didn't want my parents there. Cause that, that would have been a debacle. They would have made it about them or have been passive aggressive because my mother said this to me later. I told her about this nice compliment I got. Somebody said to me that I don't look my age, that I look more than a decade younger because my skin's in really good condition. Right, good. And my mother says to me, you've got good genes. <laughs> and I said, 
thanks for removing me and my my hard work from that yes. equation entirely. My regimen, right? <laughs> so please don't diminish my accomplishment <laughs> by by taking credit for it. Wow. That's what she's doing. Wow. It's like, is there anything else in my life that you'd like to take credit for? Not only did you butcher my name, singing me happy <laughs> yeah, birthday. Yeah. But you're also taking credit for the fact that I look as good as I do at the age I am. Thanks. <laughs> if anything, you have put lines on my face. You have given me gray hair. You have done all these things. Oh, man. So, well, I don't mean to complain about my birthday because that's not what, what I'm at. I'm just relaying this experience. I'm just saying. Yeah, because all of these things are absurd to do, especially to your grown child. Right after more than four decades of life. Yeah. Did you at least have cake? Of course I had cake. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you must have cake. And to my mother's credit, she got me things that are useful because I've got this new rule. Please only give me things that I will use. So she did that. She did a good job. And she got me a gift bag that says eat cake on it. So perfect. these things she did very well. And she did pick out nice cards. So I will give props for those things because you know i'm a firm believer if i'm gonna blame you i'm also gonna give you credit there you so go. so that was good but gosh, I, can't <laughs> I know it's loaded it's a loaded question how's your birthday and it shouldn't be these are what memories are built on that's right <laughs> how are you doing okay. i'm okay i'm just ready to go all right let's get to it So how about this week's quote? This one is about excellence, and it's by John William Gardner, who was the Secretary of Health, Education, and Welfare under President Lyndon Johnson. It's a short one, but it's a good one. Mm -hmm. Excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. I love this quote. Me too. Short and sweet, but impactful. It is. And I don't think we often equate excellence with ordinary things anymore. Mm. It seems in order for excellence to be achieved nowadays, the achievement needs to be extraordinary. In today's society, it seems we have this weird dichotomy going on where we're bored with anything perceived to be mundane, like the whole you basic mentality, you right. know? And so out of fear of being basic, there's a constant reframing going on or a filter on everything. Okay. So you got to make a thing flashier than it is or appear more perfect than it is rather than taking the time to make the thing more valuable inherently. Mm. And we also have this constancy of posting every moment of our lives as if where you're eating every meal and purchasing every product needs to be broadcasted as compelling enough to take up space in other people's lives. A lot of people do that. It's constant. I know. You see people's feeds and it's like, I don't care that you're going to Starbucks again or, yeah. you know, it's like, well, yeah, you're having a latte this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's like we've lost sight of what excellence really is, mm. you know, by devaluing actual achievement for the appearance of it, mm -hmm. for likes. It's more important to be seen in a certain light rather than being valued for working on something, continually refining it, making actual contributions to society. Mm -hmm. 
you know, especially when those contributions are not in line with whatever the popular movement is at the time. You know, it seems like the flashier, the more out there, the louder you are, the more you are perceived as being bold, brave, extraordinary. But if you're more subdued and you put your attention on things that say have more of a traditional aspect to them, like perhaps being studious Mm -hmm. or having standards or boundaries, then you're mundane or boring or old fashioned. But how do you achieve excellence when everybody's definition of what that means is different now? So, I get that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's really hard. So well, we're taking this quote and he's saying excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinary, extraordinary. well, which means it's not going to be easy. It it's means- work. It is work. It's determination. It's persistence. It's practice. It's not a filter. It's not one little snapshot in time. Right. And that was going beyond normal. I'm always going beyond normal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to do another top 10 list. Because E was not an easy thing. However, the category is easiest dogs to train. Oh. And this isn't just an opinion thing. This is based on science. And this is from pets.webmd.com. Okay. It was a study led by a neuropsychologist who's also a philosophy professor at the University of British Columbia. It focused on trainability as a marker of intelligence and relied on assessments of 110 breeds by more than 200 professional dog obedience judges who scored the breeds based on working and obedience tests. And the top dogs absorbed commands in less than five repetitions and obeyed them 95% of the time or better. Okay. All right. Take a guess of one of the breeds that came up in the top 10. German Shepherd. Actually, it came up number three. So here are the breeds in their order. Okay. And a little comment about each. Number one, Border Collie. Ah. Considers them a workaholic. Yes. And the world's premier shepherd herder. Mm. Number two, Poodle. Standard? Just the whole breed. Okay, okay. That's what I envisioned was the standard Poodle, but you and I think alike. Exceptionally (laughs) smart and active, bred to retrieve things from the water. Number three, like we spoke about, is the German Shepherd, the world's leading police guard and military dog. Number four, Golden Retriever. Wow. Intelligent and eager to please. Number five is Doberman, known for its stamina and speed. Mm. Shetland Sheepdog is number six, known as the Sheltie. Hard worker, keenly intelligent. Number seven, Labrador Retriever, and obviously it's gentle and intelligent. Number eight, which I was a little surprised, was a Papillon. A happy, alert breed that isn't shy or aggressive. Number nine is the Roddy robust and powerful and bred to be happiest when it's working Mm. and then rounding it out at number 10 is the australian cattle dog energetic and intelligent so i had an australian cattle dog and i had a rottweiler Mm -hmm. my roddy was way easier to train than my cattle dog was i had rescued a cattle dog and he was tough Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. So I'm a little surprised that he I showed up surprised. on this list. But you know what? I'm thinking that what they did is they judged him on the working part. Um, yeah. Uh, training him to do the work and ex that sort of thing. So I don't know. But anyway, at least this is based on science. The other list that I had found online was all opinion. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think that dog is uh, pretty easy to train too. But yeah, I, is it a top 10? One came up with a pulley. I'm like, really? A pulley? You know, it's like that, that, that was number one on somebody's list. I'm like, yeah, that's just your opinion. I don't know. I thought my Rottweiler was very easy to train. Mm. I almost agree with that. The Border Collie is probably the easiest. Yeah. Border, border yeah, Collies yeah. are amazing. I've I, never I, had a poodle, so I don't know. My grandmother had a poodle, but poodle. a miniature. Yeah, a, reg, a regular yeah. small poodle. Yeah, yeah, a little one. I remember that dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether she was easy to train or not because I was a little one at that mm -hmm. time. But, but German shepherds too are amazing. I'm I'm surprised See, by I this list. I always had shepherds, so yeah. 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 Hmm. How about that? That's our top ten easiest dogs to train. Let's do A to Z headlines. Okay. First thing I have is U.S. geophysicists have released data showing that New York is sinking. Great. I know. Satellite data revealed an average rate of about one to two millimeters a year across the city. Also noting that sea levels around New York are rising one to two millimeters per year. So they're saying that the sinking could be natural. Now, in addition, scientists also found that some parts of the city displayed higher rates, which may be cause of the buildings themselves. There are over a million buildings within the 300 square mile five boroughs of New York, which equals 1.68 trillion pounds. Jeez. That's a I lot mean, of buildings. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it I is know. an island for God's sake. It is. <laughs> Okay, moving over to New Jersey. In Oldbridge, New Jersey, mounds of pasta were found near a stream. Mm. Authorities estimated that about 500 pounds of raw pasta was dumped. Then subsequent heavy rain softened the noodles, which created mounds that looked like it was cooked. I saw that. I saw the picture of that. And it That's was hideous. It was bad. <laughs> Originally, it was unclear who dumped it and why. However, a neighbor did come forward and saw someone cleaning out a parent's house that was up for sale. Yep. I'm sorry, but if I'm in that neighborhood and there's 500 pounds of pasta, the bugs and wildlife That'd and be bad. stink that's going to make. Yeah. Oh, uh-uh. So apparently the parents had to be a spaghetti hoarder. I, without a doubt. I mean, it was probably expired as well. Like oh, probably like 30 be. years worth sure. of pasta. Sure. You know? <laughs> I mean, why, why not just throw it in a dumpster or something? Because. You, th you throw it in your stream? Yeah, because it's cheaper, isn't it? 500 pounds of pasta, oh you're going to have to pay for a dumpster. I mean, it's wrong. Don't get me wrong. Oh, These very people wrong. are jerks for doing this. Yeah. Don't do that. That's not how you dispose That's of it. Exactly. I was like, these poor people that had to clean this up. Is, oh, this yeah. Is, this is 
the nightmare like the the overturned train with the beer, the beer and the <laughs> clay and everything's like yeah. oh you gotta clean that's gonna be a nightmare to clean up but i yeah. think the pasta might be worse yeah i had uh, done a follow-up to see what was going on and uh, neighbors are still picking out some pasta from the dirt yeah it's disgusting Okay, last thing I have is in Cape Canaveral, Florida, SpaceX launched a crew of four private astronauts, which included two from Saudi Arabia, and a mission to the International Space Station that was chartered by a private space company, Axiom Space. And this is the second time. Axiom has not said how much the mission cost. However, last year's mission was $55 million per person. Holy it's crap. a it's a 10-day mission with an eight-day stay at the International Space Station. Like it's a resort. <laughs> exactly. When I read that, I was like, what are we on? Um Airbnb? A, yeah, do they get a mint on the pillow? <laughs> I know, but 55 mil a piece, huh? Wow. Tell me we're not paying too much for oil. I can't argue with that. I think <laughs> I think we are, you know. Wow. $55 million a piece. Wouldn't it be nice to just have $110 million to burn? Jeez. Literally this would be burn? like the last thing I would do, though. <laughs> There's no way you're going to see me in space. Take up space is a different story. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I have for our headlines. Okay. okay, for our Big Bang Therapy checklist this episode we have season three episode 16 the excelsior acquisition <laughs> and you don't realize why it is until like towards the end <laughs> well if you know anything about stanley you you know right what this means exactly because excelsior is a stanley catchphrase this is a wonderful episode because sheldon gets in trouble <laughs> <laughs> and it's wonderful how that happens. In our D episode, we talked yes. about the adhesive duct deficiency. Right. And Penny falling and dislocating his shoulder mm -hmm. and Sheldon taking to the hospital. Right. And there are repercussions of that <laughs> that come up in this episode. Coincidentally. Sheldon gets a summons because he apparently got a ticket for running a red light on that night when he was driving her because she told him, go, go, go. Right. And he went, went, went. <laughs> <laughs> now he's got to go appear in court and he's going to fight this instead of paying the fine because he feels he's done nothing wrong. And it's Penny's fault that he right. ran the red light. Mm -hmm. But the court date happens to coincide with Stan Lee going to the comic book store to sign autographs, Sheldon's trying to enlist the guys to come and support him. And they're like, nah. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Right. So a split occurs. The boys, they go to the comic book store with Stuart and they get Stan Lee's autograph while right. Penny goes to court with Sheldon. Right and doesn't get Stanley's autograph. <laughs> That's the theme. And there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Oh, there yeah. are a lot of good laugh out loud moments mm -hmm. going through. The catchphrase is Excelsior. And so at the end of the episode, Leonard and Howard and Raj are sitting in the apartment and it, Leonard is reading his comic, right? He's reading his autograph and it says, to my friend Leonard from Stanley, Excelsior. Excelsior. 
And then Howard goes <laughs> to my friend Howard from Stan Lee, Excelsior. And then it goes to Raj and it says to Raj from, from Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. <laughs> and dead silence because Raj brought up to Stan Lee how much he uses alliteration when naming his characters. And he, Raj, throughout this entire episode, is just going on and on and on. Happy Hogan, Pepper Potts, Invisible right. Iron Man, all of these things over and over and over. And he's peeing everybody off. <laughs> and <laughs> Howard actually cuts in line in front of him at the comic book store because he's like, I'm not going to talk to Stanley after you cheese him off. <laughs> so Excelsior is actually the state motto of New York, which is what you just said, and it means ever upward. Another funny moment is when Penny and Sheldon get home after these guys have just read their comic and they find out that not only did he miss out on getting his comic book signed, but the boys went with Stanley and Stuart for gelato afterwards. <laughs> and he said they could call him Stan. Right. And Penny's like, I'm so sorry. Maybe there'll be another opportunity. And he's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> there will never be another opportunity to have gelato with Stanley. Because having gelato with Stanley only happens once in a lifetime. <laughs> so the food brought up was gelato. They were also eating pizza and salad. Yeah, they were eating pizza. So you're yeah. right. But my laugh out loud moments. Yes had to do with Raj's shirt and okay. the speaker. This is great. So in the beginning, everybody's right. in the comic book store except Raj. Yes. And he comes in <laughs> and he's got the Imperial March playing <laughs> out of a loudspeaker in his sweater. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of his nipples, as Howard said. <laughs> yeah. And then he just continues to wear this sweater for which half is of the great. episode. Yeah, yeah which and when he finds out that Stanley's coming to the um, comic book store, he plays, I'm so excited. And he, <laughs> and starts, he starts dancing. dancing. And the guys are like, oh my God, you're embarrassing us. <laughs> when they get back to the apartment, they're trying to figure out which comic books they want Stanley to sign. This is before Sheldon knows he's going to miss. Right. Leonard's like, I don't know which one I'm going to have. And, and Raj plays the theme music for Jeopardy. <laughs> yes. And then, and then the answer is Alex... What is a dumbass? <laughs> and then he does the raspberry sound. Yes. <laughs> and then Sheldon's arguing about whether he's guilty or not. Howard goes, but you are guilty. And then Raj goes, ding, ding. And he does the law and order clang. Yep. <laughs> and everybody's like, and mine too. And everybody's like, oh, okay, I like that one. So my biggest cringe moment is when Sheldon's in court. Okay. Um, the judge's name is Jay Kirby. And that's actually an allusion to Jack Kirby, who is a great and famous comic book artist and writer. No. Sheldon gets in front of the judge and he does what Sheldon does. Yes. He's like, starts schooling the judge on his three-pronged milk stool approach yeah. for why he's innocent. Right. And this judge is not having it. And then he insults him. Oh my God. <laughs> He tells him that he's basically at the kitty table of his profession. <laughs> and the judge is like, I'm going to give you a An chance to apologize. apologize or yeah. I'm going to find you in contempt. Exactly. <laughs> and Sheldon's like, I'm a scientist. I never apologize for the truth. And then the bars to the jail door <laughs> shut. <laughs> That's one of my cringeworthy moments too, but I have another one. Okay. When he talks to Penny and has her tell him the prepared statement 
Yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. Oh, man. Some of the things he had her say was oh, like, oh. That is so yeah. bad. So there are a couple of different celebrity appearances in this. Of course, we have Steve Pamer, who is the judge. Mm -hmm. And then we have Stan Lee. Yes. Um, because Penny wiggles Stanley's address out of Stuart by promising him that she'll go as his date to a wedding as long as she can bring Leonard with her. <laughs> That's right. So Penny and Sheldon show up outside of Stanley's house and Sheldon's right. so excited. Hey, we're going to have milk and cookies with Stanley. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't think we're going to have cookies, but let me just do the talking. And Stanley comes to the door and he's super cute can I help you? And then she's like, you're Stan Lee. And he's like, oh no, <laughs> you're fans. You people. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can't just show up in front of my house whenever you want to. Why don't you just come on in and watch the Lakers game with me? Sheldon says, well, I'm not much of a sports fan, but okay. <laughs> and then Penny says, he doesn't understand sarcasm. <laughs> and then Stanley's like, I'll give him something he understands. Joni, call the police. <laughs> and she's like, nice to meet you. And books it. Gone. <laughs> so then Sheldon shows up at the apartment and he's so happy. And he's like, you guys might have had gelato with Stan Lee. But I have his autograph on an application for restraining order. And I get to hang out with him again at the hearing. <laughs> This is going to look great next to my restraining order from Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy. And that is our Spock alert. There you go. <laughs> Idiosyncrasies in this episode are the knocking, of course. Of course. And Penny takes this one away from him because she I opens the that. door On and the knocks him last time. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, that's just wrong. <laughs> the other cool little idiosyncrasy is Sheldon declares on the bench in jail that a man is sitting in his spot. <laughs> exactly. And then when they go away and That's come my back, spot. <laughs> yeah. He's actually sitting in that spot. So, you know, he wore them down. He also says that uh, he doesn't trust banks because right. in the robot uprising, ATMs will be we'll the lead the charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Howard's belt buckle is like a blue monkey. Black and blue. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. I tried to even bring it up on my computer and yeah. I couldn't make it out. I know. Raj's sound effects shirt was the one of the costumes. Right. And then Sheldon's t-shirt is a uh, dark green with like a neon lime like, greenish. Like, yeah. Yeah. And prehistoric animals, dinosaurs all yeah, over it. Like a, it. like a montage. I like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it was real dark green. Yeah. It was like borderline black, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, no whiteboard in this one. Right. And now the question. Dun, dun, dun. Who do you love most in this episode? I'm going to surprise you. Okay. It's going to be Raj. Because <laughs> of the sound effect shirt? Absolutely. Because <laughs> every time this, it was a sound effect, for me, it was a laugh out loud moment. Yeah. You know? it was so funny. I enjoyed him the most. Okay. And you? Stuart. Stuart was good. That whole time that he's in the comic book store and he's talking to Penny. I know. So and awkward, he's like, huh? oh my God. And she's walking away and he's like, wait. I have his address though. And she's like, oh, great. And he's like, I can't give it to you. She's like, then why did you tell me? And he's like, and I don't starts, know. Making she starts walking away. <laughs> yeah. I that whole exchange, exchange there. It was good. I'm going to give him props for this one. There you go. All right. Anything else you'd like to say about this episode, the Excelsior acquisition? No. Okay.
Okay. Word game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find my envelope. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll go first. Voltage. Electricity? Yes. I feel some of these might be reminiscent from last season. Are they? I feel like we had electricity last season. If and I feel like dresser from last episode we had done already before. Hmm. And I feel like Well, this we're asking one, the same people to uh <laughs> I know. I feel yeah. like this one is a repeat as well. Okay. Okay. Elevator. Escalator. Yay. <laughs> I think you're correct with that one. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's all right. We'll make it work. Okay. When it comes down to it, we still have to guess what they are. So you're 100 percent right. Because I can't remember the ones from <laughs> last year. Okay. Or last season, I should say. Um, and the clue is full. Empty. Yes. All right. Motor. Oh, that could be a noun or a verb. Engine. Yes. Oh, good. Engine. All right. Wow. I had to think about that, though. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's, still, that's a five. I mean, that's a fiver, baby. Yeah. Okay. Planet. Earth. Yes. I almost gave you globe. Ooh. And at the last second, I said, I'll oh, give her planet. Okay. I think we've had Earth before. Have we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are these like the same ones from last time? I don't know. Recycled? No? I know. I'm a little bit of a hoarder. I'm not that bad. I mean, I'm hoping <laughs> that they get thrown out after everyone. And my mom's not just like burrowing them away somewhere. As long as you're not a spaghetti hoarder. Oh All my right? God. That's so bad. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Yes. Spooky. Eerie. Yes. Ooh. Wow. Don't say it. Wow. Don't say it. Okay. This we definitely did not have last time. Okay. 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 All right. Appetizer. Entree. Yes. <laughs> Tennis. Elbow. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> Okay, two more. Ow. Workout. Exercise. Yes. I'm Pressures? feeling the pressure. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm scared. Me too. <laughs> Bald. Eagle. Yes! Oh, my God, really? We did it? Yes! All right. We did it. Good, good, good. Phew. A perfect score. Wow. We're going to have to write this one down. I know. Letter E, perfect score. Perfect score. Do you want to hear what my extra one was? Yeah. Do you want me to give you a clue and try to yeah. get you to go? Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Publisher. Editor. Yes. You would have gotten it. So we would have been good either way. Okay. That was good. Okay. Grammy. Emmy. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're kicking butt today, oh, folks. Oh, my Even God. bonus ones. That was Yay. good. Yeah. That's good. fantastic. 
Good clues. Yeah, good clues. Yep. Good guessing, good clues. Yep. yep. Awesome. Wow. Well done, AT. Yeah, you too, Z. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so proud of us doing our word game really well. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Let's but I got to tell you, I'm excited about doing the playlist here. I, I am too. Let's celebrate with it. Yes. All right. Our Desert Island playlist picks for this episode are going to be from Elvis Costello. Yes. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we're going to be alike with two. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're going to be alike with three. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay, number one, pump it up until you can feel it. Pump it up when you don't really need it. Dun, 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 dun. Gotta be, right? Song. Yeah, this is my number one. Number one, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay. My number two is Radio Radio. <laughs> Bummer, we're not gonna <laughs> match all three. <laughs> love radio radio it's good it's really yeah. good yeah like i said i'll i'll say it again i picture myself working on a desert island trying really hard to get off at there is more to life than working <laughs> work i gotta get off this island <laughs> you're not gonna be able to do that 24 7. it's just not possible you're gonna I have know. to stop you're gonna have to eat you're gonna have to have downtime you're gonna have to rest or yeah. you're going to croak so <laughs> I picked for my number two. Okay. Watching the detective. That's my first honorable mention. Yeah, got to. I know it's, it's swingy yep. and it's a little reggae. Oh, and, love it. You love, know, love, love, but love. it is such a good song. I yeah. mean, the lyrics in that song are oh phenomenal. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So you're thinking that we're gonna match this one. I think. And so. I have a feeling you're gonna be very surprised what my number three is. <sighs> Right. Mm -hmm. The one time that I make a prediction and yeah. it's totally wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Veronica. So you picked Veronica? I most certainly did. I love, love the chorus of Veronica. I love this song. This is one of my favorite songs. Wow. Yep. You, you thought I was going to say accidents will happen. I thought that was probably a better bet. Oh, Oliver's, Oliver's Army? You know what? Um, he has basically disowned Oliver's army. Has he? Yeah, because of the lyrics. Even oh, though, yeah, I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with the lyrics, but I think no. he feels like that that they are maybe insensitive for the times. Hmm. So I didn't think it would be Oliver's army. Okay, all right. Yeah, but my honorable mentions are watching the detectives and accidents will happen. Okay. So, okay. So, what's your number three? What's so funny about? Peace, love, He's love and, and understanding. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a good song. It is. And yeah. um, Accidents was on my honorable mention. Okay. And basically the entire When I Was Cruel album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, I mean, the, we'll say problem with Elvis is that he's got yeah. a lot of Oh, yeah. Chill, chill out to me. Very chill Music. too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And beyond that's where you, beyond chill. Beyond chill. Yeah. 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 I know. Like lay on your living room floor mm. with a glass of something mm -hmm. and a pack of cigarettes and don't move for an hour. 
and listen uh, to Elvis Costello. Like that's that's kind of what it right. is. A lot of it, right. and um, or something else to smoke. But I'll just say cigarettes for this <laughs> for these purposes. Did you see the title card though? Yeah, I saw the glasses. Yay! <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> I I figured it out right away. I was like, yeah, oh, Elvis glasses got it. <laughs> I had that idea and I was like, oh, I got to do that. I, I hope I can find a good pair of glasses for it. I love Elvis. I oh, really do. I do too. So that's our Desert Island playlist. Do you agree with our picks? We'd love to hear what your choices would be. So leave us a comment on our Facebook page, Sense and Nonsense A to Z. Or if you're listening on YouTube, in the comments down below. And let us know which three songs by Elvis Costello you would put on your Desert Island playlist. You guys sports stories i've got sports okay all right the first one is jim brown just passed mm. at the age of 87 yeah. yeah he played only nine seasons with the cleveland browns he was a nine-time pro bowler three-time mvp he was named one of the top greatest players ever to, uh, actually top hundred he is ranked 11th overall in total rushing yards, even to this day. Wow. With over 12,000 yards. Ranked 6th overall for touchdowns at 106. His rushing per carry is 5.2 and is the most of any player who's done at least 10,000 rushing yards. Uh, let's see. He's widely regarded as the greatest running back ever. And he ended his career at the age of 29 to pursue an acting career and civil rights activism. Hmm. And I had seen a um, interview with someone who knew him real well. And pretty much what had happened is that he went and did a movie and then went back to football. And the owner of the Browns said, you're either going to be a football player or you're going to be an actor. Really? So, yeah. So obviously he chose acting. He has over 30 movies to his credits and multiple TV appearances. And he's in one of my favorite movies, Draft Day. Yeah. So, yeah, age of 87. I mean, considering he was a big guy and football player. and Yeah. You know. Well, it was probably a good move for him to retire at 29 anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely. Before you get hurt, before you yeah. get all beat up. and He was like a action hero, too. Yeah. You know? So the second story I have is the WNBA just started their season, but the big news was Phoenix Mercury Center, Brittany Griner, is back mm -hmm. after she was detained in Russia for over 10 months. And uh, she made the following statement. I'm never going overseas to play again unless I represent my country at the Olympics. And I can't blame her. No, because it was foolish for her to do in the first place. So I'm glad she well, learned she, her lesson. Yeah, well, she was making more money playing there. And that was part of it. It's all about the compensation, you know? I'm sorry. But was that worth it? it, it absolutely not. No. And no. She, <laughs> she no. made a very poor Overall, decision. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Mm, yeah, so I'm glad she has learned okay, the, something. The last thing I have is yeah. that there's a national shortage of umpires. Many umpires have retired during the pandemic. But the main cause of them not acquiring new umpires is pretty much because of unruly parents and coaches. Mm -hmm. Videos have gone viral with them being physically attacked. Ridiculous. 
I mean, come on. I mean, it's one thing when you verbally attack, you know, an umpire is like, get a pair of glasses, lump, you know? Yeah, but, but that's they're like Physically, normal. they're going after these umpires. Yeah, it's absurd. Ridiculous. Parents and coaches, come on. So that's what I have for sports. All right. All right, we're up to the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. This is season five, episode five, The Pirate Queen, <laughs> which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I read an online review. I think that nailed it. Okay. Quote, a lot of the magic of the show has already run its course. The flash forwards cut short any real enthusiasm. I think Absolutely. this person nailed it right there. Mm-hmm. So the episode opens with another flash forward from 1987 in this case where Midge is visiting her ex-husband Joel in prison yeah who's doing time for apparently protecting her so my guess is it has something to do with Frank and Nikki since he's kind of obsessed with them or something in that vein I mean Mm. I don't know that well hopefully we'll find out it would still be yeah but I mean she brought him a brisket and she's bringing him headshot to please yeah did not like this whole thing at all Mm. then it jumps back to 1961 where joel and his friend archie are looking to buy a church and turn it into a supper club which i thought was fantastic fantastic especially how uncomfortable archie was just in that area (laughs) like memories are coming back (laughs) no less the head nun was there too yeah reverend mother i'm sorry reverend mother all she knew was the ruler (laughs) so then we jump over to Susie's expanding her clientele this whole section with her, I, this is my favorite. Yep, absolutely. It shows what a clever businesswoman she is. She's so smart. Mm-hmm. And we found from previous flash forwards is that she becomes very successful. And, and you she, see, yeah, you see I would watch a show watching Susie do managing stuff all the time yeah. because it is very entertaining. Oh yeah, how she tracked down that movie oh, producer and the- call him over and over and over and yeah. over again. Wait a yeah. minute, so. So what I'm hearing here is you have no power. Like, <laughs> right. Like, how about the girls and the phone was ringing? <laughs> is it him? No. Hang, hang up. up. <laughs> and the other girl through the window on yeah. the other side. It, that's I love my it. Favorite. I love that too. And then we jump over to Abe and Rose hosting Zelda's wedding to Janus in the apartment. And then during the ceremony, Janus's vows mention that Zelda will never have to work a day again in her life. Yeah. Of which Abe and Rose then realize that they're losing their housekeeper and Midge is losing her childcare. Yeah. And they lose the plot. They lose it. They're completely disruptive of the ceremony oh. and everything. And this is a nightmare, okay? I, I understand. Because <laughs> Zelda fills a huge hole. Yeah. That they will now have to try and fill themselves. Yeah. And they're in panic mode. Now, if... I needed somebody to watch my son and I have a very limited amount of people who could do that. Right. And nobody was available and I needed to go. Talk about panic, right? Oh, panic. (laughs) Yeah. So I, while I was like, you people are absurd. I also felt compassion for this predicament. So I I understood that. But I think the funniest bit of that whole business was Shirley on the floor (laughs) fixing Zelda's dress because you kept ripping it. She's like, this reminds me of our wedding. Your mother had her head up my skirt the entire time. (laughs) That was good. So Midge volunteers to help George. 
who is the Gordon Ford Show's producer, to rein in a new advertiser. Did he do diaper cream? So she was going to accompany him on a yacht party that was being thrown by the product's execs in honor of Gordon Ford. But Gordon did not want anything to do with it. He does not want them sponsoring his show. Right. He doesn't want anything to do with it. Right. So she shows up on the yacht and she does a very successful set. The set was good. good. Yeah. And then after that, she rescues one of the young waitresses from a creepy exec Mm -hmm. who was harassing her. Mm Mm-hmm. She confronts him about being handsy, right? And then she accidentally throws his jacket overboard that included his wallet. Which was absurd because she made her point. Right. Walk away. It would have been the end of it and it would have been fine. It would have been wonderful. Nope. No. She had to go after his jacket. Yeah. Yeah. I I said the same thing. It's like, okay, stop there. You're ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Remember where you are and what you're doing. Yes, exactly. No, of course not. No, no, no. Which led her to be arrested by the Coast Guard Mm -hmm. and then charged with aggravated assault, disorderly conduct. And because the boat was on a stretch of international water, France could have to weigh in. And since his wallet went overboard as well in his jacket, she technically committed an act of piracy. Is this a stretch or what? This is a huge stretch hence the name the pirate queen mm-hmm. yeah this whole thing was absurd okay yes. Yes. and she's wet somehow why is she wet i have no idea <laughs> you're, you're right it's like why is she wet why is she she wasn't wet she didn't no. go overboard no they wind up back in the gordon ford offices and they've got the lawyers and the pr lady there and i like this there. part too and uh they bring gordon in and susie mm-hmm. shows up and everything they're sitting right. there and He's like, uh, love emergency meetings. What's the problem? <laughs> and they're telling him. And he's like, why did this thing happen anyway? I said no. Yes. So he's telling George, it's your fault that this happened. Exactly. And he wants Mitch to be fired. And, and not happening. like, no, she's no. not fired. It's your fault. Yep. The, to the lawyer and the PR lady, fix it and uh, get the charges dropped and I'm out. Yeah. George is pissed off and it's like, no. And this, I completely agree with Gordon on the way he handled this. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. This is absurd. He handled it perfectly. Perfectly. Yes. And then the other part, it was pretty much at the end that um, Gordon attended one of Midge's nightclub acts. And then they went to that little diner kind that of place. Greasy Spoon that, Diner. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, she politely rejects them. But that, that whole exchange, I mean, their exchange is really good. It's very good. I like yeah. the way she says no to him because yes. she doesn't just say, no, I'm not interested in you. She tells him no. And here's why. Yeah. Because nothing would change for you, but everything would change for me. And if I ever did get on the show, I would never know if it was because I deserved to be there or because I was sleeping with you. Right. And so he accepts this answer. He doesn't mm-hmm. like this answer, but he right. accepts this answer as true. And because he knows it is yeah. the truth. I like Gordon. I like that whole I section. Yeah. But Susie, once Susie, again, the best is the standout when Absolutely. she goes to the gay bathhouse. Yeah, and she tracks down David Weston. Yeah, and says a thing to him. He's like, "This is not the place to discuss this." And she's like, "I agree. It's 180 degrees in here." <laughs> and she starts undressing. <laughs> And then she hands this guy $5 for his little paper cup of water. Water. And he's like, it's free over there. She goes, if I move, I'll die. Give me that water. 
so funny. And she's then later, so when she's back in the office, relaying this to Dinah Maggie about this this bathhouse. Yeah. Maggie goes, "What was it like?" And she goes, "Oh, so many dicks." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I rewound that so many times. So funny. I mean, there are definitely moments in this show. Yeah. What's upsetting to me is that these moments, these beautiful, funny, great moments, mm -hmm. most of the time they don't belong to Midge. Oh, yeah. And it's supposed to be the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. True. I keep tuning in because there is magic in Susie. And, yes. and Gordon is having these moments, which are good as well. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Midge did a very good stand-up set on a boat. Yes. But... Her magic moments are very few and far between anymore. I know. She ruins them. She has a great moment mm -hmm. and then immediately ruins it. Yeah. Well. I haven't watched number six yet. I haven't either. I'm trying to keep them straight because I, I don't want to mush them together, you know, yeah. when we talk yeah. about it. I'm with you on that 100%. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Uh, all right. So that wraps that up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask some deep questions. Number one. Mm -hmm. Empanada or enchilada? Enchilada. I knew it. Because it's goopy. I knew it. <laughs> and I would pick an empanada. You would. Because it's dry. <laughs> Not I like goopy. empanadas, yeah. It's like, a little, it's like a little hot pocket. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to hold it in your hand. And oh, you can I know. They're fantastic. They're yummy. Yeah. All right. Number two, how much money would you need to be paid to eat escargot? How much do I have to eat of it? <laughs> An order. An order? A whole order? An order of escargot. Oh my God. I don't need... Uh, ew. I could probably choke down one, <laughs> you know, but eat a whole order of it? Mm -hmm. Ugh, I don't even know. I wouldn't know until I got the first one. <laughs> I'm a cheap date. So I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, um, yeah, give me a grand, I'll do it. Really? Mm -hmm. I would probably need more than a grand. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a super taster. Okay. I've got an incredible sense of taste. I, I never lose it with a cold, nothing. And so I'm not one of those pinch your nose and swallow it. You won't taste it. It's exactly what I would do. That does not work for me. It has never worked for me. But you have to choke down some water or something, you know. It doesn't matter what. If I can taste it and it's not good <laughs> to me, yeah, my throat will close and I won't even <laughs> be able to swallow it. So right. it would have to be an extraordinary amount of money and maybe a Xanax involved. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Number three. What is your favorite form of entertainment? Okay. So you know? my favorite... My favorite is music. There's no doubt about it. Okay. All right. But as far as um, I would like to go to a game, don't get me wrong. I really do. But I definitely do enjoy, at the end of the day, a baseball game. There's uh -huh. no doubt about it. I do enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'll sit in front of the TV. I'm fine with that. Yes. I can see that. My favorite form of entertainment is also music mm -hmm. because it is a through line of my life. There was always music. I mean, mm -hmm. most of the memories, the great memories of my life are tied in some way to music. Mm -hmm. So I would say that is my greatest way to be entertained. Not only listening 
but participating in. It's a very powerful thing. Very powerful. Very. It brings back memories. It gives you marks of time. I know. Yes. You're bonded with people over mm -hmm. it. Are you kidding me? You're bonded with the musician. Yeah. You know? And when you can't agree with somebody on anything else, mm -hmm. often you can find a way to connect via music. Sure. So that is definitely my greatest forum of entertainment. Mm -hmm. That being said, I love a movie. Isn't that funny? Because I have a very hard time sitting still that long. I know. That's why baseball is fine for me. You know, like in between innings, I can run to the kitchen or run to the little girl's room or whatever. I you get know? that. I get that. I don't have that attention problem. Mm -hmm. I do need to take breaks more often because I'm being interrupted right. than because I can't sit there for it. Right. Also, I prefer to stay home. <laughs> you know, yeah. I do like to go, but I prefer Same thing to with stay me with ball games too. Yep. Yeah. You got your own toilet. You got your own yeah, chair. Exactly. You, you got access to your own fridge. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's right. That's I don't have to trek. Right. I'm not going to miss the thing that I want to see because sure. I'm otherwise Be occupied getting a thing. I get my ice cream. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. And the line is long. I get yeah. it. Yeah. And you paid five times as much as you needed Absolutely. to. <laughs> and then after you pay for it, it was like, how many gallons of ice cream could I have gotten with that money? Yeah. Exactly. I know. That was only number three. Oh, geez. Okay. Number four. Would you rather be an eclectic eccentric with an array of knowledge about a lot of subjects, but a master of none, or an eminent expert with vast amount of knowledge about only one subject? Nope. I'd rather have knowledge of a lot and a master of none. I consider myself in that category in the first place, <laughs> and I'm comfortable with that. As do I. Yeah, yeah, as do I. I got a lot of interests, man. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. And, and you can't master everything. No, you can't. I like enough knowledge to be competent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll refine as we go from sure. there. But yeah. I don't have the single-mindedness to study only one field of anything. Right. Okay. You're, you're not a Sheldon Cooper. I'm not. No. No. Normally. No. Mm -mm. no. Number five. If a biographer was writing a story about your life. Yes. Would you want to be judged by a series of small events or by one large event? Series of small events. You have to fill the page. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I would rather, and this kind of goes back to the excellence thing. Yeah. Excellence in ordinary things. I would rather be known for how I live my life on a daily basis mm -hmm. than just doing one extraordinary thing day. one time. Yeah. You know? One extraordinary day. That could be a movie. Yeah winning the gold medal right versus winning life yeah. i would rather win life mm -hmm. than than just do one extraordinary thing be known yeah. for that only yeah all right uh, oh cool all right we have matched a lot uh, i think on our I think we questions. usually do <laughs> yeah yeah all right well thank you for answering my deep question yes and thank you for those deep questions you're very welcome <laughs> ready for some table topics the red box oh this is very interesting considering the conversation we just had okay would okay. you rather be a great musician artist or athlete hmm. hmm okay i can scratch the artist it would be between the other two um musician because that can last your lifetime 
Absolutely. Whereas an athlete, you have a um, shelf yeah. life. Yeah. How about I you? Mean, I would pick musician as well. Okay. Do we have another good one? Interesting. This is interesting. All right. What three adjectives would your family use to describe you? Oh, this is a hard question. This is a very hard question. I really have to think about it. Mm -hmm. But patient is definitely at the top of my list. Friendly. Nice. I like that. Okay. Okay. This is interesting since we're each other's family. I would like to assign you something. See if we match. I've got it. Creative. Definitely. Patient, friendly, and creative. Yep. I wouldn't pick patient for you. you I wouldn't? would pick no. I would pick responsible. That's a biggie. I would pick friendly for sure. And I think I would pick industrious. Okay. Industrious. Kind of on the creative side. Comes creativity comes into that, but yeah. definitely a doer. Okay. Definitely a get her done kind of. Yeah, that's definitely me. Yeah, those are the ones I would pick for you. For okay. me, I would pick moderate, creative, and independent. I was kind of thinking of something along those lines of independent because I've moved across the country a bunch mm -hmm. myself and mm -hmm. I've started maybe entrepreneurial. That you know? could be too. I thought of that too. But then also maybe something. Pioneering? To... Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take pioneering. <laughs> it's that category. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I think independent is definitely one yeah. of the three for you. Yeah. This was a hard question. This is a hard question, especially how others see you. It was not necessarily how you see yourself yeah how your family would describe you you know yeah because like you think you're of yourself a certain way but when i think of you mm -hmm. these are the things that stand out to me the most right you're dependable I you're responsible yeah. yeah you know you're organized you mm -hmm. you have these traits and maybe i notice them a lot because i like those traits about you yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so i'm like yeah. oh yeah you know well, you have the same traits too. Well, I try. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you do. Yeah. It's a hard one. Let's see if we can pull an easier one. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this one's kind of deep too. Wow. What do you wish you were better at saying no to? People asking for favors. No. I always do them. I get it. Yeah. I wish I was better at saying no when I don't agree with somebody. Hmm. That's hard. It's, it's hard. A, it's a very hard thing. Yeah. Because often I'll, if I don't agree, I just, I'll be just like, okay, all right. You know, I won't say no, I don't agree with you or, or something else. Right. Because I don't want to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. You know, I don't have the time. So let me just agree. <laughs> I get it. Sure. But I'm trying to get better at being like, nope, mm -hmm. that's not what I feel or I think, or I believe or whatever. Right. So, do you want to do one more? Or? Sure, let's do one more. Okay. I know that second one was a tough one. That was a doozy. It was. What's your favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner? The pumpkin pie. Hands yeah, baby, down. right? Hands <laughs> yeah, down. baby. That's the thing. <laughs> you get through all the other crap so you can get to the pie. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Easy question. Yeah. That was All great. right, let's end on that one. All right. I really like these questions too. That box Jeez. is phenomenal. The winner. 
It is. So before we go, Memorial Day. Yeah. All I can say is remember and honor our veterans. Thank you for your service and your sacrifice. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to tell your friends and follow us on Facebook at Sense and Nonsense A to Z, all one word. And wherever you're listening, please like our episodes. And if you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to our channel and be sure to hit the notification bell ding, to get notified of each episode as it becomes available. We appreciate you listening. With that, we're out of here. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week.